Hi, welcome to Random Acts of Conversation. This is Mo and Scott, your hosts, brought to you live with Dave, the producer. I don't know, is it live? (laughs) If you like the show, we encourage you to please subscribe to it on iTunes, and you can also like us on our Facebook page. If you have any comments or suggestions for future shows or comments about past shows, please email us at racpodcast at gmail.com. I agree. (laughs) I want everyone to know we're doing this podcast in the morning instead of the evening, and this is not working for Scott. And as we were... I agree again. (laughs) Scott and I are neighbors, and so so is Dave, and we're all doing this podcast together, and Dave and I were waiting for Scott to come over, and he walks so slowly. And then Dave said, have you ever seen Scott play soccer? Because Scott, uh, semi-professional? No. Professional. Yes. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Scott He's OP. Uh, was a professional soccer player. Who'd you play for? The Detroit Rockers. For a long time. How many years? Not a long time. Why are you trying to rub it in? He right got now? paid for it. He was a professional <laughs> soccer player. Anyways, he's a phenomenal soccer player and he moves super, super quickly. So now I think that we're going to call him Yoda. Because if you saw any of the Star Wars, Yoda moves really, really slowly. And then when he fights, he's super, super quick. So Scott's now Yoda. Is that what you're going with? I'm going with Yoda. So pet peeves. <laughs> we were originally going to talk about pet peeves today. So Yeah, but Scott. that's one of them, is when people give you nicknames that you don't like. Perfect. That is completely one of my pet peeves. When I was a kid, it was Scotty Potty. <laughs> it was Scotty Potty, and I despise when somebody calls me Scooter. That drives me crazy, too. Why do people call you Scooter? I guess it's a, a subpart of Scott. I don't know. Scooter. I mean, that's... That's just poor imagination. Well, I mean, Yoda, I mean, it, it is good imagination, but I feel like it's a disservice to Yoda. I mean, the pedestal that I put him on. You know, Yoda on a pedestal. Yeah. Well, we all do, really. So, it's Yoda. No, I mean, I don't. It's not that I walk slow. It's that you and Kate are the fastest walkers on the planet. Dave was watching you walk, though. Right, Dave? Where are you, Dave? He has a cool like, swag. <laughs> I just, I don't need to be in a hurry to go places. I don't think. Do you? Well, I feel like you were five minutes late. Yeah, but I think. Um, I think it starts when we get there. <laughs> like, is that one of your pet peeves, people yeah. that are tired? You know what? That is one of my pet peeves, is when people are late, because you know what I think it is? It's a control tactic. When you're late, everyone has to wait for you. Oh, you, you always try to mind screw everyone. It's not mine, it's not a mind screw. You and your counselor ability. Mm-mm. My pet peeve is when these people think it's a behavior trait that is an underlying issue anytime something happens. It's always a behavior trait. The way that I drink my water is because I have a weak mind that <laughs> that is a pet peeve of mine. No, I, don't, I have no reason why I walk slow except for like, I, if I'm in a hurry, like when I'm coaching or something, I'll walk faster. Or if I'm late for a soccer game, I might run. Right, so when something's important to you, you will make sure you're there on time. No. When you know your audience, you'll make sure you're there on time. Uh, well, Dave and I were waiting for you. But Dave does not care. I was waiting for you. There's not a lot of things that Dave cares that deeply about. I feel like maybe he's got other things to do today. No, I don't think so. I was waiting for you, though. It's Aqua Cave Friday. What else are we doing? I do have to leave by in an hour. Yeah, see? He's got stuff he's got to do. I'm the talent. Listen. (laughs) (laughs) No. Yeah. Well, let me explain Aquacade Friday. In our neighborhood, we have an Olympics called Aquacade. And uh, it's the side north against the south side. And we compete against each other, so it's a big deal. I'm trying to decide whether or not it's supposed to be a laid-back setting or an intense setting. I think it's intentionally supposed to be laid-back that will eventually turn into intense setting, because alcohol. You think it's because of alcohol? I think it's just natural-born competitiveness of people. But alcohol brings out who you are. What do you think is the most competitive event there? Whichever one you're competing in. No, <laughs> it's not. It used to be women's softball, because like all the guys have been consuming all day, and then um, we didn't have an ump, mm-hmm. so we had like men refing it, mm-hmm. and 
it was just a screaming match. Yeah. But now I'm going to have to go with kids kickball. Really? Yeah. Well, that's because of the parents then. Not about the about four or five years ago, a neighbor and I were, were, um, were like umping it slash helping it out. And um, we were getting screamed at from the sidelines. From the parents? <laughs> yeah. It was nuts. All kids sports are actually adult sports. <laughs> it's, it, well, I mean, considering that's my profession, I get it. I understand. Yeah. Like, but, I mean, I, that's what I'm wondering. Is it supposed to be laid back or is it supposed to be intense? Mm-hmm. Like, you say whatever when I'm competing in. If I'm going to compete in something, I'm not going to compete in, like, laid back setting. Maybe that's a pet peeve of mine. People that do. <laughs> oh, it doesn't matter if you win. Uh, well. It, it kind of does. It, you know what? We're agreeing far too much today because I totally agree with you. If you're going to, if you're going to participate, you got to be out to win. I don't like you in the morning when you agree with me. I know. There isn't. Where it's, yeah. I mean, I'm drinking coffee. Scott's drinking water. We speak of pet peeves, and I, you brought this topic up to me about three days ago, and I went to run a soccer camp. The, my biggest pet peeve of all time happened, like, right after you brought the topic up. Uh, <laughs> when, and Dave, you can help me out if it's ever happened to you, but you go to the bathroom, and you wash your hands, Right, and somebody's in there that you know, and they reach to shake your hand. Yeah, <laughs> it drives me crazy. Yeah, and my hands are still wet. Granted, they're clean because I just washed them. My hands are still wet, but you feel obligated that you have to shake their hand. Uh, and then there's the whole aspect: did they just come out of the bathroom, or did they walk in the bathroom? Right. Oh, it's the most awkward, awful situation. I I would not want to be a guy. In a guy's bathroom. Would you be a guy in a <laughs> <I> girl's <know. laughs> bathroom? <laughs> I would not want to be a guy in a girl's bathroom. <laughs> I just, I wouldn't want to go to the bathroom in a public place if I was a guy. It seems like you guys don't care about anything. It wasn't it only a couple years ago that stalled doors got put on? No, no. Well, at I mean, at Tiger Stadium back in the day, they just had a trough. It was like a long. Oh, my God. It was a long, like, bathtub looking thing. Boys are gross. And I remember when I was a kid and my dad took me to the game and. And all of these people were just peeing right next to each other. <laughs> I'm like, Ew. I'm looking around. I'm like, Dad, where do I go? That is weird. So now they have like little tiny dividers in, yeah. in some places, like maybe like a half door where people, you'll still see people that like, like reach their eyes around <laughs> for some reason. It's like. Yours bigger than mine. Yeah, you see that. Oh, God. No, they stare right at your face. Oh, because nobody wants to look down. Right. <laughs> wow. Well, I mean, I'm Why sure there's people want that want to look down. However. <laughs> they don't because it's not socially acceptable. Just like it's not socially acceptable to not shake someone's hand. Yeah. Well, that's my point. Right. Like, if you don't shake your hand, I mean, do you go with an elbow? Because even if you fist, like, if you, re- you pound, try to pound it out. Mm, so, like, I, one time I went with my elbow, and the guy looked at me like, oh, oh we're, this is what we're doing? You know? Like, <laughs> <laughs> but, I like, my hands are still wet. I mean, I have a, a, a million pet peeves, but that might be my greatest one. Really? Yeah. I'm in a, like, I'm always coaching, like, and there's public bathrooms where there's, like, a little area where you wash your hands afterwards, tournaments, whatever it is. And when you're doing it for a while, like, like, when you're, when you're not doing it for a while, but when you're coaching for a while, you get to know everybody. So, Mm -hmm. like, when you talked about small talk, in bathroom small talk is probably my no-go. Women don't do bathroom small talk. Really? Like, we have deep conversations. That's why we go to the convers- the bathroom together. Which I don't like either. I hate that. That's a pet peeve of mine when women, when, like, if I have to go to the bathroom, I don't want you to come with me. I think a lot of pet peeves have to do with the bathroom. Probably. To be honest. Because, yeah. People want their privacy. It's a, well, I mean, it's a lonely place at home, and then it becomes less lonely. I hate it. <laughs> I hate it when you're in a stall. I can't believe we're bringing this up. When, when you're in a stall, and the guy next to you um, is going number two. And it's like loud and obnoxious, and he goes, ooh. (laughs) (laughs) I can't stand it. I'm like, why would they do that? I think he's embarrassed, so he's trying to cover up his embarrassment. God. And then you feel like obligated to make a comment, like, oh, that's a good one, man. Or, you know, like something like that. (laughs) You must have lost five pounds on that one. Uh, Yeah, I don't know how many times I've been in there, and some guy will, will let go, and then I'll be like, ooh, like that. I'm like, what, what is he talking it's about? It's so opposite in women's bathrooms because we will wait till 
everyone comes out of the bathroom if we really have to go first we won't really go number two in a women's bathroom if, if possible why not because you of sit on it noise. you sit on it anyway yeah but you don't want to have the smell come out and like every then you're you walk out have you ever i've done this that's before. what a courtesy flush is for yeah, I guess so. But sometimes I've walked out like when I really had to, like back when I was going through chemotherapy and you're like, you got to go when you got to go. And then you'd walk out and just be like, yeah, it wasn't me, even though it was because you're because <laughs> you're embarrassed. <laughs> that was the person in front of me. You walk, like, you walk out of those porta potties and somebody's about like somebody's always waiting for you. And like first they knock on the door, even though it has like a red thing. That's another pet peeve. Like if. If I'm in there, like you turn oh, the knob. when it's locked. It's, it's going to be red. Like you don't need to knock and be like, are you okay? <laughs> like, yeah. No. <laughs> it's, it's really not for But then like when you get out, you feel like even though somebody in front of you absolutely thrashed the toilet, like when you get out of a porta potty, you're thinking, that guy's going to think it's me. I know. And he's going to look at me the rest of the day. <laughs> <laughs> Side eye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like... What, what is he doing? <laughs> what is he eating? Yeah. What happened? That guy's not feeling well today. <laughs> it's so funny. I hate it when people knock on bathroom stalls. In my, at my work, like we have individual, you know, separate bathrooms. And I hate it when they knock because it makes you be like, well, I'm in here. And now they know who's in there. And it's just, it just feels awkward. What you should do in that situation is slowly yeah, pull down. Yeah, what is the common courtesy? Well, I think it's you slowly pull down the handle because it doesn't take long for it to like lock up on you. And then nobody knows that you were trying to get in and uh, it's locked. And if you didn't lock it, that's on you. Really? We just look underneath the stall for feet. No, I'm talking about at work where the door is all like at work. You, you have closed stalls? There's. I don't go to the teacher's lounge because. You go to the kids one? God, no. They, we have individual bathrooms in the office. I work in the office part of the school. What do you mean individual bathroom? Uh, like your bathroom at home. A one, a one, oh. it's like a bathroom you would have, have at home. Excuse See, me. I wouldn't be able to do that because like the thing that I hate about those is there's only one of them and somebody always is going to interrupt you. If you're in stalls, let's say there's two or three, all I'm thinking is, listen, man, you have options. Pick another one. You know, like you, yeah. you're a little bit more relaxed. But in the office, there's not so many people using them. And we do have two of them. And, we, you know, I found the secret bathroom for when I really have to go. Don't tell anybody. I know. Is, it know. Bad, is it bad that the majority of our pet peeves are surrounding the toilet? The toilet, I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all of our pet peeves. Well, I just, on a, on a side note, when you said, shh, we have a friend that... You know, sometimes you misunderstand the words of a song and that secret agent man, he thought it was <laughs> secret Asian man. <laughs> Shh, don't tell anyone I'm Asian. You know, secret agent man. <laughs> I, I, I don't know that song. Oh God, yes you do. Secret agent man. Well secret listen, this isn't as bad as uh, I don't know what teen spirit smells like. I or I know, that was, that was a bad state of affairs. Yeah, I made fun of you for weeks. I know. Could be one of your pet peeves. I hate when it. When I won't let anything go. <laughs> you know what I have learned though it's for me to let go because if I let it go you'll let it go <laughs> go again I hate it when people say kiddos I hate the word kiddos I know and I Kate uses it all the time I know Kate Kate Scott's wife is like I think that I do all of your pet peeves <laughs> like yeah all the time she'll say kiddos and then I'll say you're not allowed to say kiddos because of Mo, and then she'll do it more times. Yeah, yeah, she's th becoming you, is that She it? is. I think when, it's not right. I she's mean, it's been nice 16 one. years together, you start to morph into... How come it didn't go the other way around? It is. I feel like I'm you nicer. You used to be a real asshole before. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm nicer um, now. She filters you. Uh, uh, <laughs> I don't know. She tries to filter you. She tries. Um, I think... She does a very good job of making me feel like I filtered myself when it was actually her doing it. Oh. Like she plays. Yeah. She's Yoda. She. She's Yoda. I mean, she'll hate that nickname because Yoda's not very attractive. But, <laughs> I mean, she, she's Yoda in that regard. Nice. Pet peeves, like if we try to get around um, toilet pet peeves, like if you're trying, I cannot stand, like, when people have an enormous car 
and they still try to get a parking spot that's like super close to like in Kroger or something. Yeah. And they squeeze into like the smallest spot and it screws the parking up for like the next hour because people pull out and all that other stuff yeah. and they're like, and then you're the one, you're the one that pays for it because this big, if you have a big car, I feel like common courtesy should be, all right, I'm, I'm going to park way back here because. And also what I don't understand is why I have parking lot pet peeves too and grocery store pet peeves. But one, it doesn't matter where you are in the parking lot. This isn't a pet peeve as much as an observation. Wherever you are, how big crowded the parking lot is, when you are about to get in or out of your car, the person next to you is always doing the same thing. How can that be in a parking lot full of 300 cars? That notwithstanding, one of my pet peeves or- Well, I think there's some mathematics behind it. Okay, I don't there's know. A, there's a high probability that, that you guys, because it's a parking spot that was available when you were there and when they were there, that you guys are probably on the same cycle of, of getting groceries. It's going to take you the same amount But it's amount not of always groceries. So like it's anywhere. Like you'll observe now. Anywhere you go. It's like that. It's it's stupid. And that's when you make small talk. And, and that's when I get in my car and get out. Right. <laughs> and you get the shakes. I do. <laughs> do I have to talk to this person? I got to take a Xanax when that happens. <laughs> um, that is like, I try, like we talked about filter. I try my best at the grocery store to not comment. Thank you. No, <laughs> hush. <laughs> to not comment about the people that won't put their shopping cart away. Oh. It drives me bonkers when somebody takes their cart and just moves it in front of their car. Right. And the only time that I think it's excusable is if you have children in yeah. the car. Yeah. That's the only time I think it's excusable. But like, they just, like you'll see somebody shopping by themselves and they'll take the, the cart and they'll be two over from the actual bay, mm -hmm. and they'll just move it to the front of the car and leave it there. And I'm like, it really was 10 more feet. Right. How hard can it be? I know. And then on that note, if you're, people circle around to find the closest parking spot, and then they go to the gym and exercise. Why don't you just go park, like back, and then and walk? Also, with the shopping cart thing, why would you get the closest parking spot if your intent is to return the shopping cart? I park right be, next to the uh, car. Right. Your yeah. goal should always be to park right next to the I car. I don't know if it means that I'm lazy or I think better than other people. I think, <laughs> I don't think it's laziness. I think it's, well, maybe it's a little bit of both. Because it is annoying. Because if it's raining, then I want to be right next to that thing so I can return right. immediately. It's prime real estate. But people want to get like right next to the handicap spot, like right up front. But those are the same people that they'll take their cart and they'll put it on the island. Right. So when all the people are collecting the carts, the employees mm -hmm. they got to stop for that one cart and then redo the whole entire line and unstrap it and all that other nonsense it's stupid it is stupid <laughs> but i have a lot of like grocery aisle ones too oh yeah i like it drives me insane when people like are looking for something and they stand in front of the cart to where they take up the whole entire thing the stands next to your cart that's all i'm asking like move your cart to the side so i can get by mm -hmm. so i'm just sitting there waiting and there's those ones that and they don't care that you're sitting oh, there. Oh, absolutely not. Yeah. Like, I'm in their world. and You should just go right in front of them. And what, say, if, what, would it, what would you think happen if I just rammed their cart? <laughs> Try it. We'll talk about it next time. I mean, like, if my, if my daughter did it, I mean, <laughs> she's eight. But if she did it, like, oh, sweetie, you're so cute, blah, blah, blah. And I'm thinking, it's like next time when I'm with Addison, do I just give her the cart and say, go ahead. Like, run right through that thing. Yeah. <laughs> or do I do it just on a matter of principle? Like, hey, listen, you're, you're in the way. And you know who else does it? You it, could just say, excuse me, you're in my way. The employees do it, too. All the time. All the time. They're always stocking at the, the biggest grocery day, which is Wednesday, I think. Well, I mean, it makes sense because stuff is being taken away. I know, but refill. it's like they're always, they're always stocking right where I, I need the cheese. Like, why are you stocking cheese right now? <laughs> you and you and your cheese. Jeez, no, I, like, I just find it crazy. Like, and I don't know anything about and like like stocking stuff. And we have friends that that work at the place, but um, I find it crazy when I I look and there's like three three loaves of bread that need to be refilled or something like that, and they bring out like an entire platform of of bread. And it's just sitting there, and I have to go around two aisles. I God, I sound so spoiled. I mean, realistically, <laughs> I problems. do. It is. Don't oh my God! Totally. It's like people walk three miles for water. I know. 
can't believe I had to park four spaces <laughs> back. I hate it when people comment on my groceries. That's a that's probably my number one pet peeve. Really? Don't talk about what I'm buying. Like the cashier, it's like, oh, have you tried this? Oh, looks like someone's having a party. No, no, I just want to buy four bottles of wine. That's and small talk, though. Oh, no, but it's also, it's, I feel like it's super, groceries are personal. Are you trying I to say it's, it's intrusive? It is. You really think it's intrusive? I feel like it is, and because I, I thought about why. Then why don't you do scan and go? Because nobody then I'm will, taking. Nobody will see it. I'm taking away someone's job. Are it's you? Like, yeah, they're, they're not hiring as many employees when you do the self-checkout. So you never do self-check? No, I do. I'm not saying that I'm like all that, but when I don't like it, I kind of feel bad about myself when I use self-checkout because I know like somebody could have had this job. Really? Yeah. There's a, a, a bit of guilt. I, I will tell you that I, I do your pet peeve. Like when I'm, when I, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which is odd. I know. I can't believe it. Like sometimes like just walking. Anytime I see somebody in the grocery, see somebody in the grocery store, I like for some reason my eyes instantly scan on like what they're eating. Really? It's crazy. But you won't say anything. Yeah, yeah that's, that's it. it. You, you can, can look, look at my. If car. I know them, I will. Like if I know them, like if I see Monica, I'd be like, looks like Joe's been eating apples this week. You know, like, you know, like I, if I know them, that's part of small talk. Like that's your connection. Next time I'm just gonna fill a bag of tampons and everything, a little cart. See who comments on that. I don't know. Someone's having a rough month. Say that word on our podcast. I'm pretty sure I can. <laughs> yeah, when, when we. Uh, it's not a swear word. It's a natural thing. When when Kate and I were first, um, I don't know. Why I'm going off on this on this uh, tangent. Because I said tampon. When we yeah, <laughs> I had to. We were in the store, and she said go. Go grab me those. I even hate say the word. Tampons. <laughs> and so this is, yeah, this is, um, East Coast, they have a place called Acme is, is the, um, is the. Isn't that a cartoon? It's like the Kroger of, of Like the Piggly Wiggly. Yeah, absolutely. I know. I thought it was weird too when I got out there. So I was at Acme and it was right at the beginning of a relationship. And I used to always embarrass her everywhere I go like the common theme that I did is anytime that she asked me to get those things um I uh tampons <laughs> I would yell across like three aisles over and I'd yell do you need super absorbent <laughs> and her face would get like and that's when she fell in love with you <laughs> oh, she's yeah. like that's the guy I want to marry yeah <laughs> no. she she still asks me to this day but now like I'm at that age where I'm just like whatever and uh, but like but then you go through the awkwardness. That's when you're like, I'm doing self-checkout. But I feel like every time I'm buying those and I do self-checkout, there's a price issue and the lady's got to come over. I know, I know. <laughs> and, you know, they know it's not for you. What they're doing is thinking, what a nice guy buying tampons for I know, that's for what they're thinking. Wife. What I'm thinking is, did I get the right kind? <laughs> this, this pink box is embarrassing. <laughs> so, like, anytime I start raising my voice in, the, in, like, Kroger when I'm with Kate, like, even if it's not about anything, she's just like, stop it. Like, she knows what's about to come. Yeah. And then, and then blow. she tries, she tries to prevent it a little bit. Tries to filter me as usual. God, what would you be if you didn't marry Katie? <laughs> I think I'd be a nice guy. I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know how to. I don't uh, know how to answer that. <laughs> I really don't know how to answer that one. Like grocery store pet peeves are like, there's, there's a million of them. There's, yeah. I have, um, well, you don't go to a gym. No, I just work out at home. Yeah. There's always that like sweaty guy that thinks that he's not sweating yet in his workout. Oh, and he doesn't have to wipe off the machine. So he's like, uh, he's doing like free weights um, at Planet Fitness. Um, don't mean to call Planet Fitness out by any means, but he's like doing free weights, like the dumbbells, and it, it's the beginning of his workout. It was the same guy every time. And Planet Fitness is known for how clean the place is. Like, it's absurdly clean. Yeah. Like, you get done running on the machine, and then I feel like somebody's over there, like, <laughs> cleaning it like some dust just happened in the last 20 minutes and the guy's sitting there and he gets up because it's the beginning of the workout and he's like I don't need to spray this down and I looked down and I swear to god it looked like somebody took a water bottle Ew. and and like but then he went to like every other station he didn't do it my pet peeve is when people well they don't have the self-awareness to, to, self to understand that they're sweaters there's just people that are sweaters yeah and, and he just thinks, uh... Are there people that are pants? Oh, oh my God, that was a dad joke. That's another pet peeve of mine, dad jokes. jokes. Which brings me to, like, uh, I think I brought this up a while ago, just in conversation. So 
why do they call pants pants but shirts a you have shirt? been on this for like two weeks now <clears throat> yeah it is interesting i don't know that there is there's not an answer we'd have to get like an english professor to come in we'll have to get andrea maybe mm -hmm. she'll, she'll give us an answer that you won't like and you won't accept it that's not true and then you will still argue that it should be called something else so my question right now let's just let's just circle around it what would you call it well i don't know shirts i feel like okay so does it have to it doesn't have to be consistent then like something with two so what is a pant singular like it would there is no pant singular is there do we ever say pants? yeah well i mean you do on a dog <laughs> but like <laughs> but i mean like for clothing but what i'm saying is if pant is one leg then pants would make sense and you're trying to argue that it should be called a shirt should be called sleeves or shirts why can't it be shirts because so, that's two of them but why isn't pants two of them it is it's two pant legs yeah but it's two arm legs two sleeves yeah but the sleeves aren't the majority of the of the fabric oh so you think it's the majority of the fabric makes the name of the clothing yes that's an interesting theory i don't know i'll have to look into that let's google I am going to say that I just came up with it and it sounds good. It does sound good. I don't know if I'm on board with it, but I might Google it. Is it one of the things that, oh, because Google has all the Google answers. Google has all the answers and Wikipedia. That's what's, wrong, that's what's wrong with this generation. Right? That is a pet peeve of mine. Google? That people I think Google? we've talked about this once. Kids can't not know something. Yeah, what, I, we did talk about it because I hate that, like sometimes I just want to not know. I want to just have a conversation. Like if you have a conversation and says that says like um, Adam Sandler did ten movies before he was you know twenty five. That's just an example. Everyone's like, well, I don't know. And then like for fun, you start trying to name the movies. Yeah. There's always that one guy that like just yanks out his phone and be like, uh, yeah. looks like he only did eight. Yeah. And you shuts know? it down. Shuts down the conversation. <laughs> and then it's like dead. So there are like I feel like when you exhaust and and Dave's like laughing over there because I was the guy that shut down the other day. But like when you when you exhaust like all your possible resources for the answers, then I think you can go search. Agreed, agreed. But I feel like it, like it's a conversation piece to try to figure it out on your own. Yeah, I have now said sometimes to people like, I wonder, blah, blah, blah. I just wanna have a conversation about it. I don't want you to look it up. Like, let's just talk about what you think it is. But I do, I think that should be a rule. Until you've exhausted all of the conversation, you cannot go to Google or the internet. Yeah, it's, it's I mean, rules. <laughs> too many rules. Too many rules. That's a huge pet peeve of mine. Yeah. Too many rules. But I don't know. I don't know if we need to make a rule. I think it should just be like an unwritten agreement that. But you have to say within it. Within your friendship circle. Okay, let's do that then. So we got three of us here right now. <laughs> I mean, just tell it's the first time I yank out my phone to try to get an answer yeah. and just be like, remember the rule. Yeah. I, I mean, I, 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 will, I will admit that I, like, I have done some pet peeves. I have done some pet peeves. Mm -hmm. Not the bathroom one. No. I mean, even if it was like Steve Eiserman coming out of the bathroom and I really wanted to shake the guy's hand, I wouldn't do it. No. Justin like, Timberlake, you would though. Justin Timberlake, I would consider it, <laughs> but I don't know that I would do it. Like that's the, that's, that's the problem. Ooh, another one of my pet peeves. Boy, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I have so many. Scott's waking up. Oh my God, yeah. Um, I feel like you shouldn't buy another man's jersey unless it has meaning behind it. Joe feels that same way. So like I bought a Steven Eiserman jersey because he's a Red Wings, Stevie Y is a Red Wings icon. Same with Datsuk, he only played for the Red Wings. So like, that's my thing. Barry Sanders only played for the Lions. He, that's his allegiance. Um, Calvin Johnson, Matthew Stafford, like those guys that like add to the city and are, they embody the Detroit Lions or the Detroit, you know, Pistons or whomever, whatever you're going. Like Isaiah Thomas, like I'd buy his jersey. But like the ones that like we get a draft pick and they haven't even played a game and next thing you know they have their jersey on the back, I'm like, these guys could be a bust. They could be traded in three years. Like I feel like they have to have, I don't know, like an impact, not an athletic impact, but like. An impact on the city that they played in? Well, you think about it, like when you think back in the day, and granted he was just traded to Houston, but when you thought of the Tigers, you thought of whom? You hate sports, I know, but. Uh, yeah. Yeah, Verlander. 
Justin Verlander. Sure, that's what I thought of. <laughs> you liar. <laughs> Thanks, Dave. But like you think of, you think of Justin Verlander, and before then, like growing up, it was um, it was Alan Trammell, like Kirk Gibson before he hit the home run for LA. You know, um, it was Lou Whitaker. Like they were icons of Detroit. That's where I think it's okay to buy a jersey. But like when people they're buying jerseys for, I mean. Let's talk LeBron James. I mean, LeBron James has been in Cleveland. He's been in uh, Miami, now Los Angeles. He went back to Cleveland. I mean, like, they keep buying his jerseys, and there's really no loyalty there, like, to a city. It's just a, a you're, it's almost like they're loyal to the person, like another grown man, yeah. like, treating him like a deity. Well, like I would Justin Timberlake, however. <laughs> Let's go get a Justin Timberlake made. Birthday! Birthday. No, but I mean, I, I don't know that I would buy a Justin Timberlake jersey. I or, hope that you or, would not. Or an Usher jersey. I hope you know, not. Because there's really not, there's really not a backstory that relates to me. Yeah. But like, I'm still not even, uh, Owen has an Andre Drummond jersey, but it's okay for a kid to have it because, you know, kids have their idols. Just like sure. growing up, I had Isaiah Thomas and my buddy had Michael Jordan, you know, um, for a kid to have it. But when like, you see like a, a 40-year-old man um, sporting, a, sporting a jersey of this 22-year-old kid that they just drafted out of college. It's weird. It's a little weird, yeah. <laughs> it's, Jerseys are weird to me anyway. Like, I don't understand why anybody would want to walk around with uh, somebody else's name on their back. Like, I don't get it. Why are you doing that? Phonetics? I mean, that's what... <laughs> Sports fans. Oh, oh. You know what it's short for, right? Phonetics grammar. Like, what? <laughs> you know what it's short for? Hmm. Fan is short for fanatic. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. No, it's not that it makes sense. It's the truth. <laughs> but the truth makes sense. Sometimes the truth does not make sense. I always feel like, though, like, like the ones that, like, when I go to a Pistons game, like, the ones that are sporting, they're like these quadruple XL um, jerseys that go down to the people, like, the people wearing it, they go down to, like, their knees, and it's almost like a nightgown. Like, it's, it's just crazy. It is crazy. When I'm at an event like that, I always steer away from the guy that wears the jersey. Because he's creepy? There's something. He'll, he'll, something off. There's oh, something yeah, off. he'll be a little outrageous. He's yeah. that guy that might Oh, he's like much. the super fan. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You can tell a lot about it's, people it's by the way so. they dress and the way they drive. It's more so you could tell. You could tell, like, you start to figure out, like, you go to a Lions game. Everyone wears football jerseys. They're super comfy, for one. But, but like, in a Lions game, there's a ton of football jerseys. <laughs> but you, you start to analyze, like, people's personalities by the kind of jersey they're wearing. Yeah. <laughs> like, like if, if there's a guy that has, like, an old-school Scott Mitchell. You don't know who Scott Mitchell is, but um, an old-school Scott Mitchell jersey, I might think to myself, no, that guy's probably one funny guy to hang out with. Because he's a quarterback for the Lions back in the day that hmm. just have to laugh when you when you say his name. But you don't because I don't because I don't know who he is. The guy that would throw the football. <laughs> oh. He knows what Thanks a quarterback is. I do. I do know what a quarterback is. Does does that gotta be one of your pet peeves when people talk sports around you and you just roll your eyes? It's not a pet peeve. I just don't have anything to add to the conversation. I don't know. Like we can talk about like nineteen ninety Nadal or something. No, we we could talk about nineteen ninety two figure skating. I was all in with the Tanya Harding scandal. We could talk about Scott Peterson, who's uh, you know killed his wife. What does that have to do with sports? Nothing. But those are the <laughs> things that I like to talk about. That, that was a crime. Yes. You like anything with crime? Anything with crime and jail. Jail fascinates me. Did Scott Peterson kill his wife? Did he go to jail for that? Oh, yeah. He's in uh, San Quentin. Death Row. Really? Yeah. Totally is. And people write, like, fan letters. I thought that was the one where the lady cut off his, you know what? No, that was Lorena Bobbitt. Oh. Get your crimes right. (laughs) I'm all over the map. I know. Jeez Louise. (laughs) I'm not a big fan of sports metaphors either. That's another pet peeve. You really hit that one out the park. Oh. I can't really... I can't, like, everyone always thinks because I'm a sports guy that they're going to, like, that's how they're going to do things for me. Like, it's almost like an insult. Yeah, like, you're like, no, I don't like you. I don't want to talk to you. 
no, it's, God, you always go to the extremes. <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> it's either on or off with you. Totally. It is. Black or white. <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> no, it's not to the point where I, I don't want to talk to you. He said hit it out of the park. We're done. We're done. But like, I feel like when people use that, God, I keep going back to last week, but like when people go like use that, it is a form of small talk that they think I can relate to. And I really can't stand it. Really? I really can't stand when people use sports metaphors. I use them. I use them like occasionally, but I catch myself using them like, hey, that was, that. you know, it's, you know, I got it from is, you ever read Tuesdays with Maury? Oh yeah. Yeah. Great book. One of, one of the lines, cause I used to teach it when I was teaching English back in the day. One of the lines was, I, I hate sports metaphors, never use them, but this was a grand slam. And I'm like, I think he said grand slam. And I'm like, wait a minute, you yeah. hate these things and you just yeah. use it. And then I realized, well, it's okay to use them sometimes. Mitch did it. It's the but, you know, everything before but is bullshit. So, like, it's okay to use metaphors sometimes, but this was hit out of the park. Like, I don't know. Is, is that, like, That was a really bad motto? analogy, yeah. No, it's not my motto, but, and it's not true 100% of the time. That's but like if you, if you say, people, with all due respect, you can say whatever you want right after it. <laughs> no, but if you listen to people talk, like, when they're trying to, like, I can't think of an example right now. Like they're trying to make a point, but they don't like agree with you or something. And then they'll say, I agree, but this is how I would do it. Like, but like be, I agree is bullshit. Like you don't agree because you've just told me. They agree a little bit. Everything before but is bullshit, but not all the time. So don't use this as a general rule because I do say but and I don't always BS before that. <laughs> Sometimes it's just a connector word. <laughs> Uh, I feel like I'm going to be paying attention to it a little bit more. I know, you will. Everyone will. Everyone who listens to this. I'm trying to think what other pet peeves I have. I like hate grocery it. Store, grocery store, grocery store, bathrooms, and and um, the workout area. Yeah, I, I, and sports metaphors. I'm starting to think that's the only place that I hang out. I, do you have any bar pet peeves? Not really. I do. What? When you're sitting at a bar and... There's, some, there's an empty seat to your right, like, because let's say your significant other just went to the bathroom. And in front of that empty seat, there's a drink, obviously, that was left there. Mm -hmm. And somebody can up and be like, are you using this? Like, they're going to take it. It drives me crazy. I don't know why. And it's probably the courteous thing to do. <laughs> you know? Like, yeah. It, I don't it, know why. It, it drives me crazy. But I feel like you, you should be able to... Like, put two and two together. You should be able to... But maybe they, the person next to you, you didn't know, and they just left their drink. Like, I think it's it would it's polite to be like, is anyone sitting here? Like, can I use this? Like, I don't know why that's a pet peeve of yours. I just wanted to... Is you think it's it's bad of me that I just don't want to sit next to somebody? No. Who wants to sit next to anybody like, that they don't know? I, like, have you ever... And I've done this before um, when Kate was out of town. I have bought another drink and set it next to me so nobody would. <gasps> You're worse than I am. I wow. I, that that, I would not either. Well, like at that, um, at kickstand, the seats are really close together. Like you can barely get out. Yeah, you have to really like the person you're sitting next to. I know. So like one of my pet peeves, and it's like this on the plane. It's like this anywhere in public place. I hate it when my knees touch. <laughs> Like, when oh. my knee touches somebody else's knee, I can't stand it. It is too close. Really, if you can touch anybody that you're sitting next to that, you know, you don't want to be touching, it's too close. There's, sometimes there's just no getting around it. But, like, when we're on an airplane and you have that guy that decides to, like, oh, airplane pet peeves. <laughs> um, you have that guy that, like, like, just, he takes the armrest and he spreads his knees out so where it's touching your knee. And then, like, by the end of the thing, Kate's, like, laughing at me because I'm, like, sitting, like, 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 like this. Like a little child, like, like, don't touch me. Or that guy, and I know you're going to bring it up. I hate the guys that are in the back of the plane that think they're going to get in the front right when they park. Oh. So they sprint up, and then they end up standing right next to you. Mm -hmm. And that's when I have the problem of, I mean, do I say something very passive-aggressive? Put your foot out so they can't pass. Or do I make them a straight comment that like, hey, you're an idiot? Or if you wanted to be able to get out first, maybe buy a better ticket. Yeah. Get here earlier or stuff like that. It drives me crazy. And you're really only saving like 30 seconds because once the line moves, it moves fast. But but even if, God, I hate airplanes, I think. I think you hate think, the people on airplanes. I think I just hate flying. I don't know.
Scott eats lots of things. No, but like even lot. if like, so like your row is going. So your your row is going, and you're ready to go, and then the row behind you, like they don't have to get their overhead because they just did it, and they cut. Like, oh yeah. Like let me out. Yeah, I know, I know. I also don't. I don't get like as soon as it lands, people stand up anyways. Like why are we standing for five oh, I, minutes? I don't stand up. I don't either. I sit there. Because for me, I'm like that in between height where you gotta like if you're underneath the yeah. theater, like you crouch a little bit, and then after doing that for like a minute, you're. It hurts. Back, your yeah, back you starts hurting. You gotta sit down. I know. It, it's it's awful in that regard. Yeah. I. <laughs> oh my God! We have opened Pandora's box. <laughs> oh God! I'll let it go. Oh yeah, but like, just. <laughs> you want to do some mindfulness? I feel like you might need it. The air, the airplane stuff. I like everybody has their own interests in mind, right? In an airplane, yeah, for sure. But like, it. <laughs> I have two pet. They kind of relate to each other. I can't stand when people ask the front desk questions that all they have to do is look at the screen and get the answer. Like they'll go up to the front desk and be like, "Is ours on on time? Where is it flying from?" And I'm like, "It like there's literally a TV that tells you whether or not like when people can't do their own research for answers to questions, mm -hmm. and I feel like it's a sign of laziness. It's a good thing that you don't work at a high school anymore." Well, like, well, true, but like, but that's, for example, like, I get a lot of, you have coaches that work for you, and I'll have a parent come up to me and be like, hey, can you send me the number to this coach? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, it's all on the internet. Yeah. Like, we talk, you're like, oh, I just want to not know, but no, this is a situation yeah, to where if you want somebody's number, I mean, back in the day, if you wanted somebody's number, what'd you do? You looked up in the yellow pages in that big book that they would put in your front yeah, I have two theories behind people who don't do their own research. Do you want to hear them? <laughs> I'm sure. There's some psycho... So, when you don't do your own research, you're likely, not always, able to fall into one of two categories. Oh, one, God. you think that you are too important and that you... You know, I another control thing, like, you need to give me the information. Like, I, I don't have time for this. Another one is you have high level of anxiety. And even though it's, in, it's like, on the screen right in front of you, you want to hear it verbally to make sure that everything's okay. See, I, I'm going to go a third route. And then the only reason why I did it is because, like, I used to do this. And then it became a pet peeve of mine. And now, like, like I've even said to some of the guys that work for me, like, if you can find the information on our website, please don't ask me the question. Cause there's like a thousand parents and all that stuff. I don't need my, the people working for me to do it too. And they, they do a great job of that. Cause they understand that it like, it's like one of my quirks, but I think it's just easier. It is easy, but well, it's laziness. It's yeah. Easier. People laziness. It's easier. Too. Like, and, and granted, Apple has done a fantastic job of sharing a contact is simple, right? Right. It, they've done a great job of that. However, like, it's taking time out of my day to help you with your mission that you could have achieved by just because Apple is so convenient, mm -hmm. gone on our website and done that. Or looked, I mean, there's so many different ways to get somebody's number. Now, if it's a last resort, I can, somebody wants to get a hold of you, Dave, and, and they've looked in the weekly and realized that it's not there. Yeah. Then. But laziness is also a product of uh, oh my God. needing. <laughs> thinking that you're too important. Like if I'm too lazy to look it up, but I'm going to I'm going to hijack your time to have to give me the information. Really? Yeah. I don't know. I'm going to have to think about that. <laughs> Scott hates it when I think. <laughs> no, I hate it when you kill an argument by saying, I'm going to have to think about I'm it. I'm not killing an argument. But I mean, I sometimes I do have to think about things. I don't like to have to make rash decisions. I don't know if laziness is a, I think I'm, sometimes it's a physical trait, don't you think? Like your just body is lazy. Well, I mean, you could have some medical issues that make you lazy and you can't really move around. And laziness, sometimes people are just lazy. I've just poked a hole in your theory. How? That they think they're more important. No, you haven't, because I'm thinking of like, just people who are, well, I said if they had a medical condition, though. No, I'm just saying, you're saying that if somebody's lazy, it's usually because they think they're more important than you. I didn't say usually. I said not all the time, but it can be It can Yeah, because you, you don't deal in absolutes. I don't. I'm a counselor. There's nothing that's an absolute, except yeah. for my own comments, which are usually black and white. That. <laughs>
and there's an absolute probability that people are going to need a schedule change. Yes. In, in high school because, <laughs> because nobody is happy with what is given to them. It's another pet peeve of mine. Uh, yeah, I can go on for days about that. Like, just take it. Just take art. Like, what? I don't care. Like, you're in it for 15 weeks. I just remember when, like, I would get the schedule and, and my dad would say to me, well, looks like that's your schedule. Yeah. Well, that's how it was back and, in the day. And now it's, I mean, we live in an enabler generation. Now it's, hey, let's go fight to get your schedule changed right. so you could be in in Josie's class right and hang out with your friends all the time yeah and people take teachers they don't take classes we're back in our day like you got the class and the teacher that taught it now it's like well I've got English but I don't like this teacher so let me try to get another teacher but they've also made you guys more accessible that's the problem when I was in high school I was scared of my counselors well I don't want anyone to be afraid of me well I mean that kind of defeats the purpose of my profession it it would limit your workload (laughs) <laughs> yeah, fear. Fear is the way. That that's great. I'm gonna no. It's not like our counselors, guidance counselors, school counselors. They were guidance counselors at the time. Back then they were. Yeah. Um, but don't ever use guidance counselors. Yeah, well that's another problem with the generation. There's always it's not. A, no, it's, it's, it's always a problem with the title. No, that. Anyway. Am I allowed to call them teachers, or they have to be educators? When you say school is more <laughs> encompassing, because a school counselor deals with not just scheduling, it deals with social and emotional and personal issues, too. Like, we are mental health professionals. I get it, and so are my guidance counselors. No, they weren't. Back in the day, they did not have a mental health professional. You don't know. I do, <laughs> actually. Know. I do. I know this. Every guidance counselor didn't have it. I mean, they, there had to have been They like did. It wasn't two. required. There's an exception to that rule. It wasn't required. It's not an Where now it's required. You can't, go, you can't be a school counselor without going through a program that trains you. Like, I could leave school counseling any minute and go work in the private setting because I, I am trained to be a mental health Probably counselor. Probably make more money. No, school is where it's at, unfortunately. Really? Education is the top crazy you make less money in college and less money in private practice well what i was trying to say before i was pet peeve rudely interrupted um was i think he asked me a question i answered he just didn't like it i was trying to say he's his own pet peeve i was trying to say that if you were in that office the guidance counselor office Mm -hmm. like something was was wrong like Something was wrong. Yeah. So, like people, it's not like people were shamed into it, but like people were always like, well, what was, what was Billy doing in the guidance well, office? That kind of stuff. So like nobody went in it. Like if you went into a guidance like counselor office back when we were, I mean, I didn't see a lot of people. I went one time for a schedule change. I can't believe I'm saying this because I was dropping choir. <laughs> yeah. Don't give me that look. Mm-hmm. Right. So I was dropping choir because they asked me to miss a basketball game for a choir concert. And I was like, I'm out. You know, um, and uh, when I was dropping choir, I remember thinking to myself, like, it's like a ghost town in here. Yeah, <laughs> it's 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 crazy. And unfortunately, school counselors uh, still get thought of as pseudo administrators. That perception we're trying to change. Well, you everybody. Well, well, we're housed in the administrative office. Like, our, we need to be housed in a separate location because people come in and the secretaries are there and the administration's there and they're feeling very uncomfortable. Like, I have a real problem and everyone's going to wonder what that is. Right, but you also, I mean, this is just my high school experience. You feel like everything that you say to your counselor um, is going to be... I'm sure that's still... ...acknowledged to the administrator. Because you guys, if there's... Anything bad, you pretty much have a duty, don't you? To only if you're hurting yourself or hurting others. Like if it's not if like if a kid has an eating disorder, I'm not telling anybody. I'm telling like their parents, but I'm not telling anybody like an administrator. Yeah, see, like when I grew up, I always felt like whatever went on there, like the administrative knew. I don't know. I don't know. We no, we're very we're very uh, serious about the confidentiality in our in our counseling department. Well, I mean, because nowadays you'll get sued or something like that. I, know, I tell you what, it's such a litigious society now. Well, I mean, the pet peeve started with the fact that people change their schedules. But then I think the real pet peeve is that, like, kids can't figure out their own solutions anymore. Yeah. Like, the parents got to do it for them. That is, that is a problem. And we do have a lot of kids who try, but, like, one of my favorite quotes is that there's no such thing as a problem, only temporary situations without solutions. And I think that if we look at things that way, it changes our mindset to think about what's this temporary situation happening right now? What are some possible solutions? 
And what people don't understand is sometimes you don't like the solution, but that just is. Sometimes you're not going to be comfortable, and that's just life. <laughs> people need to... That's that's how you get grit. That's, I don't know why I'm laughing. I don't either. Because <laughs> you always try to, like, analyze everything, and, and I feel I feel like I'm... I'm reading out of a textbook. <laughs> I have thoughts. I have deep thoughts. I know. There's way too deep for my high, high level of intelligence. <laughs> way too deep. I'll say something like, I, um, I, I really like water, and you'll give me a theory. It's not of, true. Of, of why I... <laughs> here's why. Am I too counsel-y when, when I have general conversation? Am I really? <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I mean, I think it goes to the subject. Like, we're talking about pet peeves. Yeah. And there's got to be a reason. Well, I mean, but why is it? Why do I have so many? Well, give me, give me your analysis. <laughs> oh, let me not say I got to think about that because I a do a lot of my pet peeves. That's the problem. So you are your own pet peeve. You, you pet peeve yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I peeved myself. That doesn't sound inappropriate at all. Scott just peeved himself. Uh, I don't know. Like I feel. Don't an, don't analyze me. Our relationship will be torn forever. Okay, you just ask me to. I know. I I rethought that. So you take that. it back. Okay. okay, that's fine. I hate it when people say you got this. I hate that. You got that. What do you got? Like you don't. Like when I got diagnosed with cancer, people were like, "You got this." No, I don't. I got cancer. That's what I got. I don't got this. Uh, I think they're trying to. I don't like it. Try something else. Like uh, hoorah! What do you want them to say? I want him to say, that sucks that you have cancer. I'm sorry. Like, you don't, it doesn't have to have an answer. Like, it just, sometimes it just sucks. And that's, and that's what people need to hear. Yeah, but do you think it's about you or them? It's, a, well, what I learned is that it's all about them. Like, when I got a diagnosis. Well, that, that absolutes. Don't, don't work in those absolutes. <laughs> um, a lot of the times when, when I got the diagnosis, I, a, a lot of people started telling me about their, their experience with people they know who have had breast cancer and what how they are all better now and all these experience what it did to me is it invalidated my own experience because it made me feel like I, this is really common so it shouldn't be a big deal to me and people do that and and i realize very quickly They're trying to give you optimism no but and they care i'm not taking away that they really really cared about me and I'm not saying that but like what i felt a lot of the times is my role was to make them feel better about trying to make me feel better. Like I needed to, to listen to the stories and be like, oh, okay. And I really just wanted to be like, dude, this sucks. Like F cancer, it sucks. You're gonna lose your hair. You know, you're gonna lose a lot of things and it's gonna suck. So you probably developed a crap ton of pet peeves when you were. You should read my blog. <laughs> I did a few times. Yeah. yeah. Every, every blog, every time, she knew when I read it because every time she put a blog, like the next week, I would like, <laughs> I would quote I would quote a line that she said in there and she turned to me like she knows that I'm like mocking her blog. Yeah. Actually it made me feel good because I was like, oh he's reading my blog. It made me feel good. Like I'd read it. God, what was it that I keep saying over and over again? I don't know. Yeah, but like I would read it and then I'm like, we'd be in the middle of a like conversation in the kitchen having wine with Kate and then I would say something and she'd be like, look at me like, I hate you. <laughs> You're making fun of me. So. Yeah. And this was fun. Pat Peeves. There's so many more that we could talk about that we could probably continue to talk about later. But for now, we have to get ready for Aquacade because this is a big weekend. Go green. Go green. Right. So thanks for listening to us. And until next week. Hit it out of the ballpark. <laughs> you got this. <laughs>